Uh... <laughs> I'm Tim. And I'm Jordan. And this is Failures, Flops, and Fiascos. Shout out to the people listening in Australia. Yes. You're our first ones in Australia, so congratulations. Uh, <laughs> our listeners in India and Spain. And Belgium. And Belgium. How cool is that? We'd lo- I would love to know which episodes you found. Yes. And what... If you're still listening. <laughs> <laughs> and what was what made you want to listen to them? Yeah. Well, tonight we're going to start off by, we should give a little bit of a shout out maybe for the idea. It was, I I think it was my idea, but it was also our friend Justin's idea. Mm. So we'll begin. I'm going to start with a little, like a little story. You're an only child. Imagine. Mm. Life is good. You get all the attention, freedom. And all the presents. Uh-huh. You ride your bike down the street arrogantly. Yes, it is the latest model. Because my parents only had to buy one bike for one child. Mm. Then, your parents pop out another kid. What is this? Why? Why ruin a good thing? Now people think that that thing is cuter. It's disgusting. I am now no longer the favorite. Now I fade into nothing. Well, this is how the Betamax <laughs> felt circa 1977. <laughs> oh, yeah. When the VHS was introduced. The, wow. The VHS was the upgrade to the Betamax? Yes, it was. Wow. Yes, it was. Betamax was first, but the Betamax and Beta Tape were the sovereign rulers of tape recording. Coming to the U.S. from Sony in 1975, the Betamax was a small magnetic tape, 5 inches by 3 inches, that allowed users to record and playback video of up to 2 hours. So, just a a little side note here. This is, in a way, it's kind of a follow-up to our Blockbuster episode. Because once video recording came into play, then you could go rent movies and Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So Betamax, a.k.a. the Beta Tape, had two standout features as well. First was a Beta Scan. First was Beta Scan, a special viewing feature that allowed users to scan playback in forward and reverse to locate a particular screen. Okay, so you could like, you could see it happening, I, I imagine. Okay. You like, could do that with VHS too, couldn't you? I don't remember being able to do that, but... Maybe. Okay. I don't even remember being able to do it with this, but maybe, maybe you just... could. <laughs> but maybe. I was also pretty young when yeah. we had ours. So a second was beta skip scan, which was a high-speed viewing option during fast-forward and rewinding. Okay, so that's how you could watch while you're fast-forwarding. Was audio associated with it? I would I would think so, like the little like weird 
noise. <laughs> I was I was hoping you were gonna try and imitate it. <laughs> uh, Betamax was widely used for broadcasting film and television production, but at this time was called Betacam. So, do you know anything about Betamax? I no, I've just heard of it. I okay. don't know. I never really looked into what it was referring to. So it was, it was very similar to the VHS. Okay. Um, the little cassettes were half the size okay. of a VHS. And the, the actual machine that it played in was probably 500 pounds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was gosh. heavy. I don't know if it was that. It, they were big yeah. and heavy. Well, even a VCR is big and heavy, right? That, that's player. true. So did you have a vcr did you just yes yeah oh, yep. okay so when i was coming up in my day <laughs> we had vcrs that were attached to a tv so it would be oh, okay like yeah. all in one unit yeah um some of them would have vcr and dvd oh and dvd was like the hot yeah thing so. oh yeah well in the early 80s beta cam was the most dependable use for gathering and broadcasting electronic news so i guess you could Put it in a video recorder and be able to like actually record okay. on the go, maybe? Beta cam, you said? Beta cam. Okay. And then came the PCM, or Pulse Code Modulation, compatible with a Betamax recorder. This allowed sound engineers to record digital masters directly onto a beta tape. Okay. Wow. Even into the 90s, this was still one of the most popular recording formats in the music industry. So you would use it to record strictly audio, not even video associated with it. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Interesting. Like, uh, and I think because the tape was thicker, maybe it allowed for more... High fidelity. Yeah. yeah. One of the key features that set Betamax apart from its competitors was a superior picture and sound quality. The higher resolution and color saturation made for an overall more enjoyable experience than a VHS tape. So it was better. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Additionally, Betamax employed something called anti-crosstalk measures. Any idea what that might be? I have no idea where to even begin with that. Crosstalk is when disturbances are created by electric magnetic fields of telecommunication signal. Affecting a signal in an adjacent circuit, essentially. Yes. Okay. I, I think I understand. <laughs> okay. Yes. Essentially, it's when one signal transmitted affects another circuit channel in a negative way. Yeah, it's like when we're not in airplane mode, it affects the wires. Ah, okay. The wires nice. pick yes. up okay. the... Yeah. Why did VHS win? JVC, a Japanese-owned brand created a Betamax rival, which later became known as VHS. These previous features noted recently, so VHS attempted to adopt all these and more. They were not able to replicate the beta skip scan though, but they sure did their best. <laughs> Although Betamax had a higher recording quality and sound, it wasn't enough to justify the higher price tag when compared to VHS. Wow. Betamax also capped their recording at only one hour, not even long enough for one movie, wow. football game, or basically anything worth recording. Although Betamax tried to upgrade their tech with high-fidelity audio, 
or beta hi-fi, and improved bandwidth, super beta max, the higher price point with the barely noticeable quality delta between themselves and VHS was ultimately their demise. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, only an hour for recording. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. So, but I mean, I remember renting Betamax cassettes. Okay. Or the yeah, you could watch a full movie. I wonder if it was just be like for recording purposes that they only allowed an hour. Yeah, I don't know. I I have no experience with Betamax, so <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, some Betamax cassettes will go for huge amounts on like eBay. Really? Yeah. There's like cassette seekers out there. It's weird. So I'm imagining there were probably movies that you had to have two Betamax cassettes to watch. Like when you ran out on the first one, you started the second I, one. I would think so. Yeah, that that'd be fun to look into. But I would I would think so. Honestly, VHS had the support of more major electronics manufacturers, so that's another reason too. So you have what was it? Sony had the Betamax, and then okay. you have all these other companies that are like, "Nah, we'll go with VHS." Okay, because it was cheaper. Yeah. What it boils down to is. I can record the full Super Bowl with no problems in my living room for cheaper than a Betamax at a slightly less picture quality. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So I thought part of the reason it failed was because of the picture quality. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was actually superior. Yeah. That blows my mind. I don't remember any VHS picture issues i mean they no. seemed like they were good enough quality to yeah. enjoy yeah i think the problem with both of them is once you get to the end <laughs> you have to you have to rewind it to get back to the the beginning which yeah. n- nobody had patience obviously yeah totally for the 30 seconds it took yeah yeah uh, long enough to like go microwave your popcorn and like come back and <laughs> watch the movie you just watched over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. We're going to skip forward a little bit. Okay. We're not going to talk about just Betamax. Okay. And we'll just, we'll just talk about it. Okay. All right. Me. So we're going to skip, we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Okay. A few years. We're going to take it a step higher to the laser disc. Ooh, I know where this is going. The first Laser disc that was available was Jaws. The last to be produced was Bringing Out the Dead, a Martin Scorsese film, which came out in 1999. Never seen it. Any idea? Jaws? Jaws, I know. Yeah. Uh, Bringing Out the Dead. Bringing uh, Out the Dead. Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah. So you're saying the last DVD, basically. So, yes. Laser disc. The last laser disc, yes. Okay. So laser disc... We'll call the Laserdisc the only child. And DVD was the second child. Mm, the better. The, yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Debuting in the U.S. in 1978, it was sandwiched between the VHS and CD. Really? Yeah. It was a 12 or 8-inch double-sided disc stored in a plastic sleeve. So imagine a record, uh-huh. but it looked like a DVD or CD. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and to answer your question about the Betamax, you would have to flip this over to watch the rest of the movie. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, unless it was really a long movie, then you'd have to put the second disc. Yeah, it's a good thing Titanic wasn't out yet. It should be like a six laser disc yeah. set. Uh, okay, it could store up to thirty or sixty minutes per side. It wow. outperformed VHS in image quality and playback speed, and it was the preferred choice for an authentic movie watching experience. It required the use of analog video signals, which that is intriguing to me. Yes. The Laserdisc was much more popular in Japan than America and continued to be produced there after they stopped in America. In the 80s, Philips and MCA split the manufacturing and disc handling. So the fact that they were being produced by two different people or companies, it didn't prove to be successful. And there was another reason why it wasn't very successful. The Laserdisc was as large as a vinyl record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So imagine like a shelf full of movies, yeah, like a vinyl connect connection. Oh, that's another question. So what, how were they packaged? Did, were they in the sleeves that vinyl was in? Uh, they were a little harder of a case, but basically. But they were still yes. just as thin? Yep. So they didn't have like the, you know how the end of a DVD, you can see the title of the movie? Uh, it was there, but it was. Really, uh, really small. Very thin, yeah. Okay. Imagine that, having to take it out to see what. Which one it is. So uh, a packaged, like a fully sleeved <laughs> laser disc in the box, I guess you could to case, yeah. weighed nearly a half a pound. That's like a Big Mac. Yeah, that's... that's, no, that's didn't they make half pound burgers before? I think so. Maybe. Compared to a DVD, which is 0.5 ounces. Oh, wow. That's a very big difference. Yeah. Would you like to buy one of those? I think I would like to have one just to like hang up in in here, maybe just to. I so mean, if if you go, I've I've seen laser discs at like the thrift store. Yeah, you could get them, but they'd Not, be just for aesthetic purposes. Are they? There's no like, there's no art on it or anything. Oh it's, no, you have the full like picture on the front. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, on the actual disc? Oh, uh, no, it was just like a silver disc. Oh okay, yeah, gotcha. That may not be as cool. So. Uh, According to this, the price of a movie would be about a hundred bucks. Dude, that is terrible. Yeah, that's three hundred fifty dollars in today's standards. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty steep. <laughs> and don't even get me started on the price of the player. <laughs> oh, geez, seven hundred forty-nine dollars back then. Yeah. Oh my god. That's like buying. Uh, did you guys see the price of the? Uh, Vision Pro. Vision Pro. Yeah. $3,000. You could buy the nicest laptop from Apple. Oh, my God. Yeah. For $3,000. With a loud, whirring noise when played, laser discs also had to be turned over every so often and even swapped out for a second disc in the middle of a movie. Wow. How inconvenient. Yep. And even though you did have to do this with a VHS tape too, at least a VHS could record. Whereas a laser disc could not. I mean, and eventually, I mean, even DVDs, they figured out a way to record on those too. So, wait, so you're telling me the only advantage this had was slightly better picture quality? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That is a terrible deal. Uh, yeah. Also, laser discs were subject to laser rot, the chemical degradation of the 
the metal reflective layer over time. So it would just decay. Yeah. Naturally. That's that is lame. <laughs> Basically, it's when the disc is exposed to moisture and corrodes. Laser discs did not have anti-cross talk measures. What about DVDs? The digital versatile disc. I did not know that's what DVD stood for. Digital versatile? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> digital versatile disc. Huh. Wow. The DVD was released in multimedia presentations and software distributions. In addition to having all of the features that a Laserdisc had, they were smaller, a fraction of the price, quieter, and didn't need to be swapped out for a second disc mid-movie. Yeah, because I think DVDs had, like, at the time, earth-shattering storage. It was like, yeah. what, 500 megabytes or something? Yeah. Another advantage was the compactness and convenience. Right. Yep, they were just smaller. Mm -hmm. It makes it easier to keep many in your house and watch. While a Laserdisc held up to an hour of video, a DVD held two hours on each side with an additional storage of 20 plus hours of audio. Wow. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. DVDs offered instant rewind and fast forward as well. Oh, oh, right. So you could like on the DVD menus, you could skip to... Chapters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. DVD players offered more features for less money. Yeah. We could go on and on. When the next best thing is released, it is always outdone outdone by another piece of technology in a matter of years. Mm-hmm. Even Best Buy stopped selling DVDs just recently. Really? Yeah. DVDs and Blu-rays. Now, Blu-ray... I I had a a PlayStation 3, Uh which was the first one to support Blu-ray. Yep. And Blu-ray was pretty cool. Blu-ray was awesome. It was really high def. So they they, Best Buy stopped selling DVDs and Blu-rays at the end of the 2023 holiday season, which just Just happened. Just happened. Wow. I feel kind of weirdly sad. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Because I remember when like DVDs were the thing. Yeah. There's something unique to the tangible experience yeah looking at the picture on the box yep reading the description on the back exactly yeah yeah so what what do you think caused the demise of all these uh just technology advances yep uh i think when you went from betamax to dvd or vcr to dvd you're going from a very mechanically based system yeah. to a much more digital based so the vcr had like the the motors and the servos and the yeah those kinds of weird things in the box but then uh dvd was just a little bit more clean a little bit harder to mess up and then obviously now i mean you can stream anything on your whatever device exactly so that's just technology advances yep and in one way or another if you could think of a movie right now you could find it on some sort of, even if you had to digitally buy it, you could get it instantly. Oh, yeah. Any movie you want, you can watch it right now. Yeah. Which is, is <laughs> going back to our Blockbuster episode, like part of the The joy experience, and the experience yeah. was going to Blockbuster. Yeah. And figuring out what you're going to, yeah. it, it kind of takes away a little bit. Well, and the other thing too is internet didn't really exist at that point. Right. And so it was... You didn't even know really what your options were until you got there. And then you're like, I don't know anything about this movie. Let's take a chance on it. Yep. And now you can even watch any 
trailer or preview you want. Yep. So going back to Best Buy, they claim the reason that they're not selling anymore is so they could use the space in their stores or warehouses for tech products that are in higher demand. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like this could be one of those situations where they're kind of running themselves out of business. Not just because they're getting rid of the DVDs, but like how much room do you need for technology that's getting smaller and smaller? Yeah. I I don't know. Because games nowadays are still on like disc. Yeah. So PlayStation 5, Five and the Xbox, like those still use physical disc. Yeah. To, to run games. So, I mean, you're still going to need the space for that. I, I don't know. I guess. Right? I don't know. Each one of these were groundbreaking for the time, right? Yeah. What will come after digital streaming? Like, is this the end point? Like, mm. do you know what I'm saying? Like, everything's readily available for us. Mm-hmm. No one's out going to the store and buying a movie anymore because they can have it. I would like to say that it's not... This is the end, but I go back and think about the people who were in the 80s who were used to Betamax. Yeah. If you were to tell them that in 40 years you would have a slab of glass <laughs> that could stream any movie you wanted, they would yeah. think you're crazy. Yes. So I can't imagine what the next 40 years is going to look like. I think eventually we'll get to the point where we're just going to have computers in our head and we'll just be able to watch movies or be entertained yeah. in, in anywhere. Yeah. I think, I think that sounds kind of fun. I wouldn't mind having all the music in my head. That'd be all right with me. <laughs> That'd be, that's a no weird one, thing to think about. Yeah. No one telling you to take out your earbuds. <laughs> Not in their head. <laughs> so what are you, what do you think are some of the standout features of each one of these uh, Betamax, I don't know. I, I never had any dealings with it. It sounds like it had better video quality than VCR. VCR, I'm I'm pretty familiar with because that's yeah what we had when I was really young. Yeah, I would say DVD was just very convenient. It was small. Yeah, it was easy to carry around. Laser disc, like, just sounds like a really bad deal altogether. Right? Yeah, like there is no advantage to Laserdisc, really. Uh-uh. Slightly better video quality than VCR, which was basically the Betamax. Yeah. And then from there, just to what we have today. I mean, not having to rely on a physical form of media. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I like where we are today, obviously. Yeah. I think Betamax, for Betamax, the reason why it was so significant was like you could finally bring home a movie and not have to wait for like the movie to come to television. Right. And you could watch it again. Yep. You could watch it when you wanted to. Yeah. That alone set the whole thing going, I, yeah. I would think. Yeah. In your own home, in yeah. the comfort of your own home. Yeah. And in my personal opinion, like I don't have to have things look amazing. Mm-hmm. So anything after being able to just to bring it home is, is just, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it looks, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love when something is like mind blowing, but like there's something unique about looking at the old yeah, 35, 16 millimeter yeah. film. You know, I think that probably is the next step is to make it immersive in some way. So maybe Vision Pro or virtual reality, being able to 
kind of look around and oh, the, the scene yeah. changes based on your position, that kind of thing. Yep. I think that would be the next step. Yep. I like that idea. Did any of these have any impact on your life growing up? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. VCR did. Yeah. I remember watching the Star Wars movies, I okay. think, on VCR. DVD, obviously, like big time. I mean, we had, I think everybody had libraries of DVDs. Yep. And I, I can always remember going to Walmart and they'd have like the bin yes. of just all kinds of random DVDs yep. dumped in there. Yep. And it was like two or three bucks exactly. for movies. Yep. You could own it for two or three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I uh, Speaking of Star Wars, I think the first time I ever saw the original Star Wars was on Betamax. In fact, I think we owned it growing up. Wow. Yeah. So for me, that's significant. Like that's my genre, yeah. like Star Wars. So like to relive that is pretty significant. Yeah. Like I've seen it look amazing on Blu-ray, but it still doesn't have the same impact as it did mm-hmm. as a child. Right. Do uh, you, do you have do you own any of these? Like do you still own any Betamax VCR? No. We might have a few movies somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Kind of wish I did. VCR, you could take the tape out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, what is the next step for TV movie viewing in the future? I think we kind of... Yeah. BC, or, uh, virtual reality. Yeah. Imagine being able to take an old movie and be part of it. That's the thing is I think you'd have it, you'd have to change the recording technology of it. Yeah. Because you have to record spatially. So I don't yeah. know how that would... Man, that would be pretty cool. That would be wild. Yeah. It'd be... I mean, I would definitely try it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that would be sweet. So there you have it, Betamax, Laserdisc. I feel like it wasn't really a fail. I feel like it was just technology was progressing so fast in the late 80s to early 2000s yeah. where just the next thing was only five years away. Yeah. I mean, you think about like phones, right? So I consider there to be no significant difference between like the iPhone 10 and the iPhone 15. Right. Like really at the end of the day, there's only a small population who's going to take advantage of the additional features. Yeah. Everybody else is just totally fine with an iPhone. Being I mean, able to get on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even a bunch of businesses use the iPhone 8 as like your standard. Oh. So, I mean. I did not know that. Beta so there you go. Beta okay. Yeah. Would not you consider this- it a fail, flop, or a fiasco? Um, I think the only thing that I would consider... If, a fail is the expense. Yeah. Laser disc. I think if they were able to stay competitive price wise, then probably not. People probably would have stuck with, they would have figured out a way to keep it going, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I you wonder if fun beta max stories, <laughs> send it in. Yes. If you have any beta max tapes, send <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Thank you guys for listening to another episode. Please follow us on Twitter at FX3Podcast. Our Instagram is at F3Pod underscore cast. And Facebook is Failures, Flops, and Fiascos. Please feel free to submit your fail of the week to FX3Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next time.